the twenty-seventh adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf how they came to bechlaren the margrave went to find his wife and daughter and told them the good news that he had heard how that their queen's brethren were coming to the house dear love said rudiger receive the high and noble kings well when they come here with their followers hagen gunther's man thou shalt also greet fair there is one with them that hight dankwart another hight folker a man of much worship these six thou shalt kiss thou and my daughter and treat the warriors courteously the women promised it nothing loath they took goodly apparel from their chests wherein to meet the knights the fair women made haste enow their cheeks needed little false colour they wore fillets of bright gold on their heads fashioned like rich wreaths that the wind might not ruffle their beautiful hair they were dainty and fresh now leave we the women busied on this wise there was mickle spurring across the plain among rudiger's friends till they found the princes these were well received in the margrave's land rudiger cried joyfully as he went toward them ye be welcome ye knights and all your men right glad am i to see you in my home the warriors thanked him with true heart void of hate he showed them plainly they were welcome to hagen he gave special greeting for he knew him from aforetime he did the same to folker of burgundy he welcomed dankwart also then said that night if thou take us in who will see to our followers from worms beyond the rhine the margrave answered have no fear on that head all that ye have with you horses silver and apparel shall be so well guarded that ye shall not lose a single spur thereof pitch your tents in the fields ye squires whatso ye lose here i will make good to you off with the bridles and let the horses go loose never before had host done this for them glad enow were the guests when they had obeyed him and the knights had ridden away the squires laid them down on the grass over all and took their ease it was their softest rest on the whole journey the noble margravine came out before the castle with her beautiful daughter lovely women and fair maids not a few stood beside her adorned with bracelets and fine apparel precious stones sparkled bright on their rich vesture goodly was their raiment the guests rode up and sprang to the ground ha courteous men all were they of burgundy six and thirty maidens and many women beside fair to heart's desire came forth to meet them with bold men in plenty the noble women welcomed them sweetly the margravine kissed the kings all three her daughter did the like hagen stood by him also her father bade her kiss she looked up at him and he was so grim that she had gladly let it be yet must she do as the host bade her her colour came and went white and red she kissed dankwart too and after him the fiddler by reason of his body's strength he won this greeting then the young margravine took giselher the youth of burgundy by the hand her mother did the same to gunther and they went in merrily with the heroes the host led gernot into a wide hall there knights and ladies sat down and good wine was poured out for the guests never were warriors better entreated rudiger's daughter was looked at with loving eyes she was so fair and many a good knight loved her in his heart and well they might for she was a high-hearted maiden but their thoughts were in vain it could not be they kept spying at the women whereof many sat round now the fiddler was well minded to rudiger women and knights were parted then 
as was the custom and went into separate rooms the table was made ready in the great hall and willing service was done to the strangers to show love to the guests the margravine went to table with them she left her daughter with the damsels as was seemly albeit it irked the guests to see her no longer when they had all drunk and eaten they brought the fair ones into the hall again and there was no lack of sweet words folker a knight bold and good spake plenty of them this same fiddler said openly great margrave god hath done well by thee for he hath given thee a right beautiful wife and happy days were i a king said the minstrel and wore a crown i would choose thy sweet daughter for my queen she would be the choice of my heart for she is fair to look upon and thereto noble and good the margrave answered how should a king covet my dear daughter my wife and i are both strangers here and have not to give what availeth then her beauty but gernot said the courteous man might i choose where i would such a wife were my heart's desire then said hagen graciously it is time giselher wedded of such high lineage is the noble margravine that we would gladly serve her i and his men if she wore the crown in burgundy the word pleased both rudiger and gotelin greatly their hearts were uplifted so it was agreed among the heroes that noble giselher should take her to wife the which a king might well do without shame if a thing be right who can withstand it they bade the maiden before them and they swore to give her to him whereupon he vowed to cherish her they gave her castles and lands for her share the king and gernot swear with the hand that it should be even as they had promised then said the margrave since i have no castles i can only prove me your true friend evermore i will give my daughter as much silver and gold as an hundred sumpters may carry that ye warriors may with honour be content then the twain were put in a circle as the custom was many a young knight stood opposite in merry mood and thought in his heart as young folk will they asked the lovely maiden if she would have the hero she was half sorry yet her heart inclined to the goodly man she was shamefast at the question as many a maid hath been rudiger her father counselled her to say yes and to take him gladly giselher the youth was not slow to clasp her to him with his white hands yet how little while she had him then said the margrave great and noble kings i will give you my child to take with you for this were fittest when ye ride home again into your land and it was so agreed the din of tourney was bidden cease the damsels were sent to their chambers and the guests to sleep and to take their rest till the day then meats were made ready for their hosts saw well to their comfort when they had eaten they would have set out again for the country of the huns but rudiger said go not i pray you tarry here yet a while for i had never dearer guests dankwart answered it may not be where couldst thou find the meat the bread and the wine for so many nights but when the host heard him he said speak not of that deny me not my dear lords i can give you and all them that are with you meat for fourteen days little hath king etzel ever taken of my substance albeit they made excuse they had to tarry till the fourth morning he gave both horses and apparel so freely that the fame of it spread abroad but longer than this it could not last for they must needs forth rudiger was not sparing of his goods if any craved for aught none denied him each got his desire 
the attendants brought the saddled horses to the door there many stranger knights joined them shield in hand to ride with them to etzel's court to each of the noble guests rudiger offered a gift or he left the hall he had wherewithal to live in honour and give freely upon giselher he had bestowed his fair daughter he gave to gernot a goodly weapon enow that he wielded well afterward in strife the margrave's wife grudged him not the gift yet rudiger or long was slain thereby to gunther the valiant knight he gave a coat of mail that did the rich king honour albeit he seldom took gifts he bowed before rudiger and thanked him Gotelind offered Hagen a fair gift, as was fitting, since the king had taken one, that he might not fare to the high tide without a keepsake from her, but he refused. Not that I ever saw what I so fain bear away with me as yonder shield on the wall. I would gladly carry it into Etzel's land. When the Margravine heard Hagen's word, it minded her on her sorrow, and she fell to weeping. She thought sadly on the death of Nudung, that Wittich had slain, and her heart was heavy. She said to the knight, I will give thee the shield. Would to God he yet live that once bore it. He died in battle. I must ever weep when I think on him, for my woman's heart is sore. The noble Margravine rose from her seat, and took down the shield with her white hands and carried it to Hagen, that used it as a hero should. A covering of bright stuff lay over its device. The light never shone on better shield, it was so rich with precious stones that had any wanted to buy it it had cost him at least a thousand marks the knight bade his attendants bear it away then came his brother dankwart to whom the margrave's daughter gave richly broidered apparel that afterward he wore merrily among the huns none had touched any of these things but for love of the host that offered them so kindly yet or long they bear him such hate that they slew him bold folker then stepped forth with knightly bearing and stood before gotelind with his viol he played a sweet tune and sang her his song then he took his leave and left becklaren but first the margravine bade them bring a drawer near of loving gifts now hear the tale she took therefrom twelve armlets and drew them over his hand saying these shalt thou take with thee and wear for my sake at etzel's court when thou comest again I will hear how thou hast served me at the high tide. Well he did her behest. The host said to the guests, That ye may journey the safer, I will myself escort you, and see that none fall on you by the way. And forthwith they loaded his sumpter. He stood ready for the road with five hundred men, mounted and equipped. These he led merrily to the high tide. Not one of them came back alive to Beclaren. He took leave with sweet kisses the same did giselher as love bade him they took the fair women in their arms or long many a damsel wept for them the windows were flung wide over all for the host and his men were gotten to horse their hearts i ween foreboded their bitter woe and many a wife and many a maiden wept sore they sorrowed for many a dear friend that was never seen more at becklaren yet merrily they rode down the valley by the danube into the land of the huns then said noble rudiger to the burgundians we must delay no longer to send news of our advance nothing could rejoice king etzel more the swift envoys pressed down through austria and soon the folk knew far and near that the heroes were on their way from worms beyond the rhine it was welcome news to the king's vassals 
the envoys spurred forward with the tidings that the nibelungs were come to the huns receive them well kriemhild my wife thy brethren are come to show thee great honour kriemhild stood at a window and looked out as a friend might for friends many drew thither from her father's land the king was joyful when he heard the news glad am i said kriemhild my kinsmen come with many new shields and shining bucklers i will ever be his friend that taketh my gold and remembereth my wrong she thought in her heart now for the reckoning if i can contrive it it will go hard at this high tide with him that killed all my happiness fain would i work his doom i care not what may come of it my vengeance shall fall on the hateful body of him that stole my joy from me he shall pay dear for my sorrow end of the twenty-seventh adventure